Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 1st of March and I'm now going to run through our thoughts on recent developments in the markets and where markets are headed over coming weeks, coming months. Well, bond markets were very much once again the centre of attention last week. Uh, government bond yields continued their upward climb with 10-year yields in the UK and the US rising another 0.1-0.15% to end the week at 0.86% in the case of the UK and 1.45% in the case of the States. UK, gilts, uh, UK gilt yields have now risen as much as 0.6% since the start of the year, or to put it in rather more sensationalist terms, but I have to say rather less meaningful terms, they've more than tripled in the space of two months. Well, the turmoil in the bond market duly took its turn on equities last week, with global markets retreating some 3% or so. Even so, you have to say equities are still up um, around 2.5% in local currency terms year to date. And the recent correction is really nothing to write home about, particularly um, given we're all at home anyway. The rise in yields has left bonds across the board uh, nursing losses this year. But the extent of the hit has varied significantly, depending upon the type of bonds you've been holding. The UK gilts index has lost as much as 7.3%, making it all too clear why government bonds are no longer really viewed quite the way they once were. As one wag put it, far from offering risk-free returns, government bonds now just offer return-free risks. Corporate bonds, which form the bulk of our fixed income holdings in our models, have fared rather better than government bonds. But the most important factor determining how well a bond has performed recently has been its maturity. The longer the maturity, the greater the fall in price for a given rise in yields. And we've been wary of long maturity bonds for a while. And as a result, our fixed income holdings have, as a result, generally held up pretty well in the latest sell-off. We do expect uh, bond yields to continue to trend higher, but crucially for equities, believe further increases will be considerably slower than what you've seen in the last few weeks. A strong rebound in growth and a sharp but temporary pickup in inflation on the back of the rebound in oil prices, that should continue to push yields higher. However, the upward push is going to be resisted by the central banks. We had Fed Chair Powell uh, testifying before Congress last week and he very much reinforced the message that the Fed is still a long way from raising rates and some way from scaling back its quantitative easing. It, what it's saying is that it needs to see both a return to full employment and inflation move up to 2% and be on track to exceed 2% before it increases rates. The market has now brought forward its timing of the first rate hike to early 2023 and this seems very much the earliest the Fed is likely to move. And as for scaling back uh, QE, its quantitative easing programme, no move on this front is really expected before next year. The bottom line really is that we do not think bond yields will rise, rise either quick enough or far enough to prevent equity markets from seeing further gains as earnings rebound on the back of a strong recovery in the economy later this year. Indeed, the storm already showing signs of subsiding, with bond yields falling back a little this morning and equities recovering somewhat on the back of that. Rising bond yields 
arguably should have much more of an impact on which sectors and which countries do best within equities rather than on the level of equity markets overall. And you saw exactly this last week with the UK outperforming China. Uh, the UK was down only around 1%, whereas China was down sort of 6 or 7%. And also financial stocks outperforming tech stocks. Financials were down 1% or so, with tech stocks down 6% or so. And essentially, we think the rise in bond yields, the continued upward trend in bond yields, even if it's significantly slower than what we've seen in the last few, few weeks, should lead to a further rotation out of last year's winners into the cheaper and more cyclical areas, which have lagged badly over the last year or so. Well, moving on to the UK, uh, reams of time, if less so paper in this electronic age, have already been spent speculating on the contents of the UK budget on Wednesday. And judging by the confidence expressed in some of these predictions, the leaks seem pretty well placed, and there looks unlikely to be much to surprise us, aside from the odd snippet, as it were, to keep us awake and keep the opposition on its toes. So in a bid to support the government's moves to go green and boost productivity, I'm going to keep my comments very short. Basically, Rishi Sunak looks set to extend most of the COVID support measures for another few months, while lockdown restrictions are being eased. And as for taxes, there will be warnings that they will need to rise significantly down the road to put the government's finances back on a sustainable footing, but any immediate move looks like to be pretty limited. We will be distributing a review of the specific budget measures on Thursday morning, and I'll be addressing the more general market-wide implications in next Monday's commentary. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and I'll be get back again in a week's time. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice, and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.